Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Yeah, it is time to start talking back to school. We know there are expenses involved and also a lot of requirements for parents who have children that they need to care for. So we've got our first back-to-school sales tax holiday already coming up in a week, running July 24th through August 6th. School supply drives are underway, and the Children's Trust is holding their family expos starting next weekend, July 22nd. In fact, it's the first of three this year. And to tell us why they have three and how you can be involved, very happy to welcome the Chief Public Policy and Engagement Officer for the Children's Trust, Natalia Zaya. Welcome to Community Focus. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It is great to talk to you, and I know this is a big year. You're in your 20th anniversary at the Children's Trust. We are, and it really is a testament to the fact that Miami-Dade County prioritizes kids and families. It's been a very exciting year for us. So what are you doing to celebrate? I mean, I know you've got three family expos coming up that we're going to talk about in just a minute, but are there other celebrations or ways of acknowledging the success of the Children's Trust? Yeah, what we've really focused on is that the Children's Trust, which is a funder of programs for children and families, and we partner with the community to advocate and plan out those programs and initiatives, we really focused on the impact that the Children's Trust has made over 20 years. And primarily, we've been doing that through, we had an exhibition at History Miami to talk about the impact on the community, and also through the stories of three young people who really, the programs that the Trust has funded have made a clear difference in their lives. The majority of it has just been celebrating as a community the fact that the community has embraced and welcomed and created its own Children's Trust. Yeah, and I know how much the community did embrace the Children's Trust when it first started. And year after year, you've now held these family resource fairs, family expos, back-to-school fairs. Sometimes the name has changed. And this year, you're doing three of them. Is that part of the celebration or just something you want to be doing now? You know, that actually came out of COVID-19. We've been hosting family expos for years. We used to hold them at the youth fair, and there was one large event. During COVID, we understood that the need for smaller events was probably appropriate. And the model moved into three different events. And I have to tell you, it was so welcomed by the community. The fact that we now bring Family Expo into three different parts of the community so that anyone in Miami-Dade County has closer, easier access to the expos has been a real success. So I think it's a model we're probably going to keep in the future. Yeah. And like you say, with one in South Miami, one in Central and one in North, everybody has an opportunity to enjoy everything that goes on at the Family Expo. Uh, How has being in the different locations impacted the amount of entertainment, the kind of things that you present at the expo? 
The biggest change I would say that families can see, those who've been coming to Expo every year, is that this really gave us an opportunity to have the funded programs that are in the neighborhoods around where the Expos are being held to come out specifically to engage families that could directly sign up for services and programs in their programs that are in their neighborhoods. That is a huge shift and it's very important because, you know, if something is overwhelming to families, we want to make it as easy and streamlined as possible for them to get all of the resources that they need that are relevant to where they live and what their needs are. That is so great. And it just makes me think that it's triple the amount of work for you at (laughs) seriously, because now you're separating them out and you're looking specifically for local for each family expo. And I bring that up because I want to acknowledge the work that the Children's Trust does by going through everything and narrowing it for people in their own neighborhood. You've made it so much easier. So you take on the work and the community benefits. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's definitely been uh, a learning opportunity for us. Every year it gets better, every year it gets stronger, and we're very excited about these three upcoming expos. Yeah, so it threw me back when I realized that our sales tax holiday is already coming up in a week, running July 24th (laughs) through August 6th. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it really is time to start thinking about back to school, which, of course, is what we associate with the Children's Trust Family Expo. So your first one is already next Saturday, July 22nd. And this is the Central Family Expo at Booker T. Washington Senior High. What can the guests expect from that day? So it is exciting to be moving into the Overtown neighborhood this year, and uh, the event runs from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So you can expect a number of different exhibitors that will, like I mentioned, provide you with information directly about programs that you and your children can benefit from. That includes childcare, after-school programming, arts, sports, STEM programs, health and wellness. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Also, what we bring to the different expos is our mobile units. So if you need to do those back-to-school vaccinations, those required school vaccinations, you can do that on site. If you need to have uh, in certain locations, there will be checkups for oral health and vision. And the opportunity really is to access a lot of different resources all in one place. But it's also fun. Let's be clear, right? No kids want to go somewhere on a Saturday if it's not fun. Right. Um, So we have a lot of entertainment, face painting, music, dancing, arts and crafts. It's just really runs the gamut of opportunities. There will also be food trucks and some free meals will be made available. It's just a really exciting opportunity. We want families to be able to spend the entire day and really just enjoy it and come away with helpful resources that make their lives better. And all of this is free. In fact, you've gone beyond free this year, offering a voucher for Uber transportation. I love this. Yes. So we know that transportation is a challenge in Miami-Dade County, and we were thinking of how can we improve upon this? How can we help? So graciously, Uber has agreed to partner with us and they are offering an Uber voucher, which is good for up to $15 each way on the hours and the days of the Family Expo. Uber voucher terms and conditions do apply. So it's really important for any family that's interested in utilizing the Uber voucher to or from any of the expos to visit the childrenstrust.org slash family expo. That is where you'll find all of the terms and conditions that Uber has on those vouchers. That's really a great Okay, I I can tell you one because I did read the fine print (laughs) 
<laughs> with a magnifying glass. Um, but it is a one-time use only. So even if you want to go to all three fairs, the Uber will take you to one of the three. And again, the whole purpose of having multiples is to be in your neighborhood. So this coming Saturday, the 22nd, you're at Booker T. Washington Senior High. Then the following week on the 29th is the South Family Expo at Miami-Dade College Kendall Campus. How much do things change from location to location? Not too much. It's important for us that there's equity between the different events. I think the biggest shift is the partners that are there. Like I mentioned, we want this to be a tailored experience. You know, it doesn't make sense if you live in Miami Gardens to spend a majority of your day talking to programs that only serve South Dade. Right. Um, so for us, that will be the biggest difference. But there is fun. There are exhibitors. There is entertainment. All of it is there for you at each expo. Okay. And yes, you are absolutely right on the Uber front. And just to be very clear that it is good for a voucher up to $15 each way for each expo. So to and from each expo, you can go to one of those expos and be able to use the Uber voucher to get there and to get home. Awesome. And then the third one is in Miami Gardens, your sample city. That's happening on Saturday, August 5th, also from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Florida Memorial University. Do you still have space available for local vendors, resources, suppliers, or exhibitors, or even entertainers? So we actually are completely booked up. We actually have a very long waiting list of those who would like to be able to exhibit at Family Expo. We do prioritize the Children's Trust funded providers because our intent is to make sure that families have access to those services and those programs that we support. So there is not an opportunity for that. However, there is obviously opportunity to come and enjoy it all. And if anyone is out there as part of an organization that wants to do, you know, maybe some employee team building, we do have spaces if folks would like to volunteer at Expo. They are welcome to visit the same website, thechildrenstrust.org forward slash family expo to learn about how to volunteer. Can young people volunteer for service hours? Yes, they can. Yes. Um, high school age students are welcome to volunteer. And there's a simple form on the website that you can indicate what your age is so that we know in advance. But yes, absolutely. And in fact, our youth advisory committee, which we call YAC, is one of our primary volunteer groups. They love to come out and engage with the families and talk about the programs and services that the trust provides. Okay. Now, if there's an organization that hasn't been aware of the Children's Trust until now, and they're going, oh, wow, there are, you know, there's someone who can help grant opportunities and give support. How do they go about becoming one of the organizations that the Children's Trust supports? So the best way to learn about the different grant opportunities that the Children's Trust has is truly to visit the website because it is so expansive. We fund everything from after school and summer camp to early child care programs to sports programs, to health programs, parenting programs. It is such a wide gamut. There's no one answer. The best thing to do is visit thechildrenstrust.org. There, there is a grants page. And on that page lists all of the funding opportunities as they become available. Additionally, they can sign up to our provider bulletin. That is an e-newsletter that goes out to right now about 18,000 subscribers every Wednesday. 
That is where we advertise everything and anything going on with the Children's Trust. And to sign up for that newsletter, you just visit the website and you can click on the link at the bottom. Okay. Are there resources at the Family Expo for teachers? So teachers specifically, we work, our different programs work with them for professional development. I would say that teachers who are parents and who are interested in learning also about what kinds of resources are available to their students and their families should come and visit. We don't do specific maybe teacher workshops there. That's just not the location where that happens. However, the more they know, we know the more that it's going to help the families that they help. Of course. Is there anything else people need to know about either the Children's Trust or the three family expos on July 22nd, 29th and August 5th? I think it's helpful for families to know that we understand that there are affordability challenges in our community. We're doing everything we can to make sure that there are resources, free resources available to families. At the expo, for instance, the different exhibitors that will be there, we have requested that they give away school supplies because we know that even that is a challenge. Even with the sales tax holiday, Mm -hmm. we know that school supplies can be expensive for some families. The Children's Trust gives away backpacks. We give away thousands of backpacks ahead of the school year to support families in that effort. So I think really just what I'd like to leave folks with is it's worth your time to come. Uh, You never know what you're going to learn about, how it'll help your family. And there's free resources and fun for your family as well. Okay. So it's thechildrenstrust.org slash family expo. We do, of course, have all the information on our website. If you just go to our events listing, you'll find the link on the home page. All three of them are listed. And of course, with a link directly to the Children's Trust to keep things simple, just like we're learning from you, (laughs) just like you're doing to keep things simple for the community. We like to do the same. And, you know, we could not really get through these school years without your support. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Highly recommend if you've never been to one of the Children's Trust events, go. This is open to the public. It's free. Do you have to be a Dade County resident to attend? And well, the resources, obviously, because they're localized, are for Dade County residents. Can Broward residents attend? Absolutely. Any family is welcome to attend. I will say that the programs that we fund, the Children's Trust, because it does serve Miami-Dade County, are primarily going to be targeted for Miami-Dade families, but we would never turn any family away that wanted to come and learn about resources that are in their backyard. Uh, So everyone is welcome to attend. Okay. Find all the information. Go to thechildrenstrust.org. Look through the whole website. You might find that you want to be an agency that they support. You might find that you want to support the Children's Trust with your time or your company. And you might just find the addresses of the three locations. I'll give them again. July 22nd, next Saturday at Booker T. Washington Senior High. The following Saturday, July 29th, Miami-Dade College, Kendall Campus. And then Saturday, August 5th, Florida Memorial University, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. all three days free every single one. And don't forget that Uber voucher also on the website, childrenstrust.org slash family expo. Natalia Zaya, you are just awesome. You put everything together so clearly. Thank you. We're (laughs) excited to partner with you as always. Absolutely. We look forward to it. Thanks again. Thank you. For our next segment of Community Focus, we cannot ignore the heat that we have been enduring the last week, and it's still not even a month into official summer. We had some heat indexes this week with the feels-like temperatures 
triple digits, like 107 to 112 degrees. When things are not even that hot, it can be dangerous for us. And of course, the National Weather Service and health experts will recommend, number one, stay hydrated, most important thing. Number two, if you can, just stay in an air-conditioned room. And of course, we know what that means, electricity use. So we have a spokesperson from Florida Power and Light to help us get through the summer season and keep our expenses down. Bianca Soriano, you're the cash lady today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. I am so glad. I love talking to an expert. I know we all face the same situations. We can't live without air conditioning in South Florida, especially in this heat. And at the same time, for some people, a lot of people who are still recovering from financial burdens from the pandemic can't necessarily afford to have anything that will increase their electric bill. And I know you have some great tips on how to cope with the heat and keep your energy bills down. So what would be your number one recommendation? The biggest user of electricity in most of our customer homes is definitely the air conditioner. The good news is that if you're budget conscious and you want to have energy efficient use of your AC, we recommend between 74 and 78 degrees. And for every degree that you raise it, you'll save 5% on cooling costs. Cooling is about 60% of your bill. So there can be a significant impact. Okay. Of course, there are always some people who just thrive in cooler temperatures. I'm one of them. (laughs) That's true. There's a difference between comfort and energy efficiency. Definitely. Okay. So we can sort of find a balance, I guess, where we're most comfortable. That's exactly right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So number one is the AC. Can you tell us why, without question, air conditioners fail in July or August? A lot of people's air conditioners tend to fail because lack of maintenance or age. The lack of maintenance piece is definitely something we can control at home. And you can either DIY some of it, look it up. YouTube is a great resource. But if you're not familiar with your AC unit, you can always call experts throughout the community. There's plenty of people who will come and do some maintenance on your AC and the different components of it. But you can also do something as simple as change your air filter every month. That makes a good difference in how efficiently it runs. And even check out your vents. If there's a lot of dust, spider webs, go ahead and get one of those long brushes, clean them up, and just make sure the airflow is going through all the rooms and the homes. A couple other easy things to do is keep your doors open. The air will flow through all of the rooms, keeping them all cool. You're talking about the indoor Mm -hmm. doors, not the doors to the outside. Your your bedroom doors and your bathroom (laughs) doors. And then close your blinds. If the sun is hitting your home in certain parts, it's definitely going to make your AC work harder also. I mean, I think the biggest thing there is put a blackout curtain if you can. If the sun hits that window strongly, it's best to cover it up, especially during that time of day. The filter tip, I can vouch for that as someone who has pets, you know, cat hair. Mm-hmm. It can really get the filter dirty pretty quickly. So once a month should do it. And, I, you know, I've had situations where my AC will freeze up because the filter is clogged. So I've learned my lesson. And you're right. The maintenance <laughs> is a big deal. And then moving on from air conditioning, are there other things that we can do? For example, what if we put in a ceiling fan? Does that help or is that going to increase our expenses and not make much of a difference? If you're going to be in the room directly under the ceiling fan, it's much more efficient to use it. We say fans cool people, not rooms. 
So if you turn it, yeah, it's not going to cool your room off. It's going to cool you. So if you're leaving the room, turn it off, make sure they're all off throughout the home. And then you'll have a few dollars in savings also. What are some other big drivers of our energy bills? One of the other big drivers we see with energy use is the water heater. And that's because the water heater is, you know, making your showers warmer. It's also making your dishwashing warm. Your clothes, if you're using the hot water cycle, there's no need for that. You can just use the cold water and it'll do just as good a job. And you can actually either go to your water heater and turn the temperature down. We recommend about 120. You'll still get nice, warm enough showers. But, you know, maybe now you want cool showers because it's so hot out. Yeah, really. And And, and just get in the shower with your clothes on. You can do all things at once. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Or, you know, if you're not going to be home, if you've got a vacation plan, you can even just go turn it off at the breaker and it won't run at all. There's no reason to heat your water if you're not going to be home. How long does it take to heat up again if you go away and then come back? It depends on what type of water heater you have, whether it's tankless or not. Okay, so we've got keeping the air conditioner between 74 and 78. Does it make sense to turn the air off when you leave the house? We don't advise customers turn the AC off because when you return, it's going to take that much more work for it to cool your home. We actually recommend if you're going to be out of the house, and, you know, you don't have pets or anyone inside, turn it up to 82 degrees because that's still going to be good enough to keep any mold from developing or any scent. And your house will be easy to cool once you return from that temperature. Okay. When we have all these little appliances and all our electronics plugged in, is it true that they're using energy even when we're not using them? There's some appliances throughout our home like video game consoles, cable boxes, TVs, laptops plugged in, cell phone chargers that are using up electricity, even if they're on the so-called sleep mode or not being used. And so unplugging them throughout the day can lead to savings on your electric bill. And then there are other kind of small charges that can add up over the month in savings on your energy bill. What are some of those recommendations? The main things one can do is Monitor your electric use. There's some things around the house that are no to low cost, like maintaining your AC, like managing your thermostat, using your cold water and your clothing cycle for the washer. You can save 80 cents by using cold water on each wash. Oh, on each wash. Okay. That's right. A cold water wash is 10 cents. A hot water wash is about 90. So there's a savings there if you wash a lot at home, right? I didn't realize what a difference. And I obviously mistakenly believed that you got to use hot water. That's the way to get the dirt out. But yeah, the laundry detergents nowadays are pretty good and they do the job. So there's no need to use hot water. Okay, go ahead. You had more. Mm-hmm. And also, if you've got a pool at home, you don't need to run the pump for more than six hours a day. That's a significant savings there for folks who have pools and are using them throughout the summer. And really just being mindful, we have an energy manager tool that shows your usage during specific times of day. And it also on one side of the graph shows you how hot it is in that particular time of day. And if you use it, you can actually toggle your thermostat temperature and see how your bill may change if you just have some minor changes throughout your home. And it's just a great resource. Is that online, that tool? The energy manager tool is on fpl.com slash ways to save along with our energy savings tips. Love that. 
Now, that must be with people who have programmable thermostats. There are still people who have the old-fashioned, you know, oh, let me turn it up a notch or two, let me turn it down manually. You don't have to have a programmable thermostat to get energy savings and to see the energy analyzer. It's really about your personal use through our smart meters and your answers to a survey. We can give you a really, really good look as to how those changes might affect your bill. Okay. Is there anything else? Like I'm thinking of, you know, big energy suckers, but some of them, there's not much we can do, like the refrigerator. You can't really change the temperature on a refrigerator. It needs to run. It needs to be cool. Dishwasher refrigerators do have temperature settings and you can toggle those, but also there's a benefit in keeping your refrigerator full. It actually does lead to energy savings to do that. And of course, buying the products with the Energy Star rating on them. Those are all appliances that use less energy. The Energy Star rated appliances use less energy and there are actually some tax incentives available through 2032, along with FPO rebates for folks who are interested in doing energy efficiency makeovers in their home, so to speak. And that includes changing your AC, replacing your insulation. If it's outdated, it may not be keeping the heat out of your home. And even there's some advantages for windows and other improvements in the home. And they lead up to thousands of dollars in tax benefits, as well as there's hundreds of dollars in FPO rebates available. Yeah, through 2032. Where do we get the information on that? FPL.com slash programs has information on our AC and installation rebates, as well as information on some tax benefits. Okay, just for personal, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I just got Mm -hmm. a new dishwasher. Is that one of the appliances? I don't think so. Sorry. (laughs) But let me just ask you one more question about dishwashers. And this relates back to the water heater. Is it using more energy to run a load of dishes or to wash dishes by hand with hot water? A good pro tip is your dishwasher is more energy efficient than hand washing. I love and it. This is be- <laughs> yeah, this is because hand washing is running up your electric bill, especially if you're using the hot water. But it's also running your water bill because a lot of us tend to leave it on as we wash several dishes. So it is more energy conscious to use your dishwasher. This is all such great information. And there are so many little details. Anything else? Or can we go to your website for a list of these tidbits? that we can start putting into practice right now. For energy savings tips, you can start right now, free of charge. Visit fpl.com slash ways to save. Ways to save. Got it. I think we've covered. Is there anything that we forgot to mention that people can do to manage their energy expenses? Knowledge is power. And just by logging on to fpl.com slash ways to save and using our energy manager tool, You can see exactly how much energy you're using in your home at any time of day, week or month. And it'll really give you a great perspective on what you can personally do in your home. There are skeptics who will say, why do you at FPL want to help us reduce our energy bill if you make a profit from our using energy? It's really important that customers, you know, understand energy use. We're all consumers together. And, you know, Florida is a great state and we want to be on the forefront of energy efficiency. And we actually have a path to what we call real zero. And our goal is to have zero carbon emissions by 2045. And by educating our customers to also be energy conscious, we can all do our part together. 
What can we do when you mention carbon emissions? How can we do something to offset what we're using or to reduce our carbon emissions? Just by being conscious of how you use energy and your habits and behaviors in and out of home and making small changes in our habits and behaviors, we can all contribute to having less carbon emissions. We're talking about saving money because the sun is so extreme right now. What about solar energy? Can we use that power of the sun to help us save money? You know, solar energy is something that FPO is a huge proponent of. We actually are leading the nation right now with more than 50 sites under construction through the state of Florida. And it's free electricity from the sun that we want to harness and in turn provide our customers. And solar energy is absolutely part of our real zero plan to have zero carbon emissions by 2045. I love it. I love that you are so conscious of that. And I also appreciate that, you know, even when we're using less energy, it still costs you to provide energy. If we save energy, you save energy too. And then your expenses are not as high. Well, and ultimately... We have among the lowest bills in Florida and we work really hard to do that. And so part of that is having a strategy like the Real Zero strategy to eventually reduce our reliance on fossil fuels and instead harness energy from the sun. And that in turn, to your point, makes bills lower, but it takes time. It's not an overnight thing to build all those solar plants. No, Mm -hmm. I know. And I know you've been working on it and, you know, you're constantly making upgrades to the system to make what you do more efficient so that we Mm -hmm. have more reliable power and we don't have to have rolling blackouts like in some other states. So we're really very fortunate. Thank you. Yeah, we want to be prepared in that way for sure. Nobody wants that. No, especially in this heat. No, oh no, we can't, you know, and we'll come back again. The two things that you can do most to keep yourself safe in the heat, hydrate, 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 stay in air conditioning. Don't go out in the middle of the day if you don't have to. And if you work outside, be sure you have lots of ice cold water, ice towels to put around your neck. And if you start having any symptoms or not feeling well, get inside into air conditioning right away. So thank you so much, Bianca Soriano, spokesperson for Florida Power and Light. I really appreciate all of these tips, the suggestions, and I appreciate that FPL is watching out for our wallet as well as our electric. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.